I think about how I was when I used to work in jobs that I didn't love, that were not aligned at all, <laughs> at all. But I had to, you know, because survival and everything. And I think about the difference between what I believed and how I thought then to what I believe and how I think now. And it's different, but it's a little bit the same. But the only difference between then and now is that I hoped that there was something bigger for me. I hoped and dreamed that I would, you know, achieve the things that I really wanted to do. And now I know it's fully possible and I'm already doing it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so it, it like, I feel like there's a slight part of your, you have to move out of, it's like the, the norm, but also the addiction of being ordinary and mediocre. Mm -hmm. Welcome to M the Net Appeared podcast. I'm your host, Chelsea Benzel, business coach for spiritual online entrepreneurs. In this podcast, you're going to hear stories of badass women just like you taking big leaps of faith and the net appearing. Enjoy. Hello, I'm here with Elise McDowell. Uh, she's a sales and money mindset coach, and I am so excited to be here with you, Elise. I'm super excited to be here with you too, Chelsea. <laughs> <laughs> I was just sharing a little bit about how, um, just how this whole podcast even came to be and how like things just sort of fall into place when you're aligned and you're open to the flow of the magic that is available to all of us but um as we were saying offline just before hitting record it's like not everyone knows how to tap into that not everyone knows how to like fully trust when you're about to take a leap and things feel terrifying <laughs> yeah totally like it it can be it, like it's not like it's not available like you said to everyone everyone has it has the power to tap into it but most people don't know how to consciously do that they can kind of do it on autopilot without trying, but it's not like they knew how to do it. It just kind of happened. But then you have people like us who learn and figure out how to tap into it by just taking giant leaps into the unknown. <laughs> <laughs> and then we learn, oh, hey, this actually works. There's, It's almost like a formula. Like it's going to work out every time. Yeah. Something that's like repeatable and it's not just coincidence. It's not just like you know, whether it's money, you manifest a bunch of money and then you're like, well, I don't know. I need more. I don't know how that came. I don't know what yeah. to do again. It's like there are actual um, tools and stuff you can use. I mean, or you can sign up for the crash course version, which is completely throw yourself into the unknown and like have no choice but to figure it out. But I think that's what leads a lot of people to like listening to conversations like this and seeking out guidance and support because it's like... I trust that the women that are going to come to this podcast and to either of our work, it's like they know that there's something more. They know that there's this magic. They know they see other people doing it. And it's like, I can kind of feel into how that might be possible for me. I can kind of feel into maybe I've sort of worked at this before, but it's like mastering that and, and turning it into sort of a system that can be repeated and can be like, you can fully lean in and trust in your power to co-create with the universe and to like, it's almost like, yeah, the, the net appears, but we also create the net. Yeah. Yeah, totally. It's it a hundred percent is that it's like a combination of the magical, but also the executive. It's like, it kind of all blends into one and, and happens all at once. And like you said, like we all have these big dreams and desires that we want to, to, you know, achieve and manifest. And I think it starts when we're very little, when we're young, we kind of know we, we want a big life. We're destined for big things. And then we get a little bit lost along the way. But then usually sometimes we find ourselves back and we realize it's more about going deeper within mm -hmm. than it is about trying to strive and the more that you go in and the more that you relax into flow and the more that you start to trust yourself it's like there's a mirror effect from the ether from the universe from the outside world that it starts to re reflect back that trust to you mm -hmm. yeah. I love that analogy I know and it is it's like when we're I think when we're kids I think when we're younger we we're so new to like the earthly 3D world. We're still closer to like the 
whatever quantum unknown spirit world that yeah. it's it's easier like I remember the thoughts and things that I just knew as a kid that were just a no-brainer to me which was like this kind of stuff now that I've yeah, I've gone through that journey of like losing touch with it, exploring different like contrasts of that sort of knowing and that being tapped in. But then it's almost like, uh, for me, my journey involved a lot of like working jobs that weren't aligned for me when I knew like my soul work was bigger than that. And so it kind of has to sometimes get you to that place of where it's just, you can't do it anymore. You can't like deny this knowing, this connection to something bigger. Ultimately, I think if we have something that we're meant to do or share or create, it's like we reach that point where it's like we have no choice but to come back to that knowing. It's just like the universe just like makes it happen for us. Yeah, it kind of course corrects us. But we're also, we have to be willing for it to happen because, you know, I think about how I was when I used to work in jobs that I didn't love that were not aligned at all, (laughs) at all. But I had to, you know, because survival and everything. And I think about the difference between what I believed and how I thought then to what I believe and how I think now. And it's different, but it's a little bit the same. But the only difference between then and now is that I hoped that there was something bigger for me. I hoped and dreamed that I would, you know, achieve the things that I really wanted to do. And now I know it's fully possible and I'm already doing it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it, it. Like, I feel like there's a slight part of your, you have to move out of, it's like the, the norm, but also the addiction of being ordinary and mediocre. Mm-hmm. Because everyone, that's that, like the default of how everyone lives. You get a job, you don't have to necessarily like it, but it pays the bills and you can have these dreams, but they're more like hobbies that you maybe do every summer, you know, every other year, but it's not something that you put as the like focus for your life, for your direction. And so a lot of people lose their way that way, but then... There are some beautiful, amazing, courageous people who decide, actually, no, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do it. What do I have to lose? I'm going to go after it. I'm going to take the leap. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and that's it. And I want to get into your story because I know you have such an amazing story, but that's exactly it. It's like we, um, we know that there's something more for so many of us that are in that space of like doing the thing, living the life the way we should. But it's the people who do take the leaps and it's the people who are like those trailblazers that show the rest of us that it's possible. And that's why I'm so excited about this podcast too, that it's like, I want to showcase more people that are doing that because I see them because I'm in this world and I think it's amazing in it when it's people you're friends with and it's people you like colleagues and peers and whatever, it's almost just like, oh yeah, of course that's the way it works. But there's so many people that could really just like, benefit from hearing and seeing evidence of like this shit is real magic (laughs) exists you can do that thing that you feel you've only made a hobby only when you've had time for it yes like that can actually be the thing that you do and probably as you tap into that and you find the flow in that it's gonna you're gonna open up to allowing yourself to receive money and be compensated for the thing living the life that you want to live and getting paid to do it like yes that actually is possible oh yes i can definitely vouch for that (laughs) you can business around that yeah uh okay so let's like i want to share your story so where were you i know like leaping has kind of become just a way of life for you as it does, as you build that trust. But like, where were you when you first took a big leap and knew something needed to change? And let's just like, just share your, your journey. Yeah, sure. Um, so like you said, I have so many stories. <laughs> and this particular one wasn't actually my first one. I, I would say it was like my second one, but it's my favorite one. And it was back in 2017. I had been in business for about a year and a half and I loved it. I was now working full-time for myself. I was making a really decent full-time income from my business, but nothing, you know, like astronomical. (laughs) It was just something that meant I didn't have to work in a job. And so 
uh, there was quite a few series of events that happened. Me and my best friend, we went to a psychic <laughs> and we did, we loved, like, we love the stuff. So we just went for like the beginning of the year to see what was coming up in our year. And at the time I was in a relationship of seven years and the psychic told me basically everything I wanted to hear. Like we were going to get married. It was going to be a very happy marriage. We were going to have like kids and move to Australia and it was going to be this pretty much amazing thing. And I was like, great, I'm happy with that. That's fantastic. And then she read for my friend <laughs> and my friend was about to go on this epic adventure overseas and like travel to Africa and to London and to Asia, and like everywhere, like all over the world. And she was going to have amazing experiences and it was going to create a ripple effect on everyone around her and completely change everyone's lives. <laughs> and I remember sitting there listening to it. I'm like, I want that. <laughs> <laughs> That's my dream. I want to travel. I want to like go and live this life full time as a digital nomad. That's always been my dream. I had just forgotten. <laughs> and so for like a few weeks after I thought about it, I was like, I really want to do that. I want to be the one to go and travel. And I'm now in a position that I can. I'm like, but I'm in a relationship with this guy I really love. But then <laughs> we like, you know, as all relationships have, we had like a few issues that I just couldn't kind of let go. Like things that were really important to me just weren't happening. It was sort of like we weren't kind of meeting on the same page anymore. Um, especially with having a business, you grow so much. You have to, you have to like evolve and change so much and so quickly that I had found I'd kind of outgrown us as we were because I was thinking so much bigger, so much differently now, whereas he was still like in his job and as an employee and that's absolutely fine. There's nothing wrong with that. But there was now sort of like this imbalance between us. And so we went to Bali with a group as like a sort of, it, it had been a planned trip for a few months, but I was sort of like, oh, I don't know if this is the right thing to do. I think this might be the end for us. And we went to Bali and I think on the, it was like the last day or second to last day we went to Ubud. And I remember walking through Ubud and it was just this magical, beautiful, spiritual place that I feel like I felt like I was home. I felt like I had just come home and I felt so, I don't know, right there. I felt so good there. And I remember I was standing on the road. It was kind of close to the market. I don't know if you know, but it's kind of like that main square. Mm -hmm. And then I was standing next to the market and across the road was a temple. And I just felt pulled to go across the road to the temple. It was like, go across the road. And you know, like Bali streets, <laughs> it's like impossible to get across the road. But I, I went across and I just felt like it was like a message or a, a feeling, but it communicated a message. And it was like, you need to come back here. You need to come back to heal your heart. And I was like, wait, what was that? <laughs> what was that? And we all call it Mama Bali. You know, she calls you when you need to come. And she's called me uh, once again after that. But that was her first call to me. And so when we went home, I realized... I can't, I can't do this because it's not fair. It, I want to go and off and live this adventurous life where I get to live out my dreams and it shouldn't be fair that I now make the relationship wrong because I want to go off and do that. I'm the one who changed. So it was hard to like leave that because it wasn't a bad relationship. It was great. It was a, it was a wonderful healing relationship for me, but it's time had come, you know? And so once I decided, once I, you know, chose to end the relationship, within a month I had sold all of my stuff. <laughs> I had moved back in with my parents temporarily and I bought a one-way ticket to Bali. <laughs> and I was so scared. I was like, what am I doing? I'm such an idiot. Why would I buy a one-way ticket to Bali? Why would I sell everything I have? Why would I leave what I know? Why would I do that? I don't know what's going to happen. I'm going to wind up in a cardboard box <laughs> because I wasn't even sure if I had like the money and the income to support me. Like I didn't know if I was going to keep making sales. I didn't know if the income that I had right then and there was going to support me. I had no idea. And I was freaking out. I was like to my mom, I remember saying, mom, I'm going to wind up in a cardboard box. 
like, I, I am. I really am. <laughs> Clearly that wasn't part of your visualization. <laughs> no. Thank goodness. Like, luckily, everything you visualize doesn't happen. <laughs> I would have crashed in a plane, like, many, many oh times. <laughs> <laughs> so the, the month passed, and I got on the plane. And I was so nervous, and, but excited at the same time. And the most amazing thing happened. When I landed in Bali and I turned my phone on, I had, like, mega sales notifications, more sales notifications than I'd ever had before in one day in my business, just appear on my phone. And I just like started crying because I was like, this is confirmation. This is like, you've done the right thing. You're going to be fully rewarded and fully compensated for it. You have nothing to worry about. Sorry, I'm getting a bit choked up Mm. talking about it. But it just, it meant everything to me because it just... I felt like I had made the right step and it was like a courageous step into this life I had always wanted, but I was too, like, well, I forgot that I wanted it for, for starters, but also it seemed so impossible when I dreamt of it years and years ago, even years before I met my partner, it was like, how would I ever get there? How would it ever happen? And it did. <laughs> and I took the leap and the net freaking appeared. <laughs> clearly appeared to you like here ding 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 all these like I I know that feeling just like when you turn your phone on and it's text messages and it's exciting (laughs) oh my goodness okay I think I can actually like like take a deep breath and just trust like to lean deeper into trusting your intuition to trust that pull and I so know that pull when when Bali when mama Bali wants you there like there's a there's a reason for it yeah yeah she calls me for a reason and once she's done she's like you can go now <laughs> you know side note about bali so i learned i actually so i lived in bali in ubud for a year and i had oh. a very similar experience to you where i went once and i was like okay i know next time i come here it's going to be for much longer i don't know what that's going to look like or how but of course it all lined up and then anyway what i learned while i was there was if you know there's the planet and there's like energy lines called ley lines on the planet. Are you familiar with that? So I've heard that all of the ley lines on the planet converge and then like go out again in two places on the planet. One is in South America and one is in Bali. So it's like, that's why you see so many people so strongly pulled there and they stay there for however long. I mean, some people, I know friends that have been there for years and years and that's a different story, but it's like people go there, they get whatever healing they need because it's also believed to be like the heart center of the planet yeah. Yeah. and then go on their way once they've gotten what they need. And I know that's in my experience where it's just like, I need to go there. And then I was there and it was like, okay, this feels complete. One day I woke up and it was just time to go. I was like, okay, yeah. I just trust that as well. I don't know why, but I guess I'm going back to Canada. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's totally true that, she calls you only for a certain amount of time. Like, you know, the majority, there are the people who, like the expats who live there. But even when I was in Ubud, I met so many women who were traveling on their own, who all were, we all kind of had the same story. We'd come there to heal. And we didn't really know why we were there or we had been there before and we just felt drawn to come back. And it was so beautiful to be in this foreign place. And have so many people connected through the same type of reason for being there. Yeah, a hundred percent. So then, so you got to Bali, you were like very much given confirmation that, okay, you're in the right place. This is where you're meant to be. And yes. then like, what did, what did, what were the next things that happened for you? Gosh, so many things. <laughs> <laughs> I be here all day. Um, <laughs> But one of the, my favorite things is that, like, what they say to do is when you first go to Bali, like, rent an Airbnb for, like, a week and then look for a local place to rent because it's a lot cheaper and better. You don't have to worry about fees and stuff. And you get the more local experience. And so I did that. I rented an Airbnb. And then I went looking for a place. And I found this amazing – it's called a juggler. So it's sort of like an outside – space but the rooms are inside but everything else is like sort of uncovered and open air and I found this place with this couple who 
were just amazing. One was like the, the guy was from Australia and the girl was from France. And we created such an amazing relationship. And they're still my very, very dear friends today. And like I've gone over to France to stay with them and like visited them multiple times. The person who I um, rented the juggler from, she is British and she lives in Barcelona now. And last year I went over and like stayed in her house in Barcelona. So it like created these amazing connections just from being there. And my business took off massively there. Like I did a lot of workshops. So there's a lot of co-working spaces over there. And I got to meet a lot of people through business. And it completely opened up my eyes to the fact that everyone works online there, basically. And where I was in New Zealand, no one did that. Like I didn't know anyone who did what I did. And it was very isolating. And then to suddenly come to Bali where everyone worked online, where you were now the majority, you weren't the minority. It was, it was eye-opening and it changed everything for me. It changed how much I believed I could like create for myself. I was like, I was still kind of restricted in what I believed I could achieve. But once I met all of these amazing people, once I saw what they were doing, I realized like it's endless. I can go as big as I want to. This is not like a gimmicky thing that I'm just dabbling with. This is like real <laughs> and meaningful and it can I can create massive impact with this and have a community of people around me who actually know and understand what I'm doing and support it which is so important to have people who actually get it so you're not this like crazy person doing something that no one else does and no one understands and I think that's that's so common like especially with friends and family when you're like (laughs) start a business or you leave a job or a relationship or whatever, but mainly start a business online. Cause it's like, you're, you're what? How, yeah. how does that work? So it's like, it's so nice to have, like not everyone can move to Bali, but I mean, if you can go for it, but um, <laughs> even just like social media, like I'm super intentional about who I follow and who I surround myself with, like electronically. And it's so good to have people that I see that are doing it and like a few steps ahead of me and like, okay, it's kind of like that analogy. What comes to mind is um, like being, trying to not be the smartest person in the room. Like it's, it's, what is the saying? I can't even think I'm going to butcher it, but it's like, if you are the smartest person in the room, you're in the wrong room. Yeah. 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 You want to be somewhere where there's people doing what you're doing even bigger, even better. And you're like, holy shit, that's what I can do. I like, that's available to me as well. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, totally, totally. And Bali just did all of that for me. It it was just, it was the perfect combination of everything that I wanted and needed. Like the lifestyle there is so easy and so amazing. (laughs) Like you can order 10 coconuts and have them delivered to you and they're fresh, you know, and like you can have your scooter delivered to you and you can just hop on your scooter and head down to the cafe for a coffee where you, before you go to the beach for surfing, <laughs> you know, like it's just perfect. And then like after surfing, you can go to the co-working space and go and work. <laughs> it's like, oh, I wish, like I said, say this to my other friends who I met in Bali who live here now in Auckland if only we could adapt the lifestyle and bring it here, like to New Zealand or bring it all over the world. I think the world would be such a better place if you had this kind of lifestyle accessible to everyone. Mm -hmm. The lifestyle and like the vibe too, because it's so easy. My experience was it was so easy to tap into that like high vibe, super flowy feminine state while I was there while everyone else around me was doing the same thing. And we'd go to ecstatic dance and we'd go to yoga and eat delicious fresh food and drink the coconuts that were like (laughs) delivered. (laughs) And then it was like coming back into the Western world. I had to be really intentional about like holding on to that. And I'll be honest, like I lost it. A lot of it at the beginning, especially it was just like, I just found myself back in this different world. And that's where looking back, like that's where I think it became really important for me to be intentional about the tools and the practices and being consistent with like my morning routine and the things that I know are going to get me back into that state because it's always available, but it's 
<laughs> easier when it's you're living in Bali. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you don't really have to try. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So what does that look like for you? Like being whether or not you're back in the Western world now versus Bali, but just in general, like what kind of practices or what kind of tools do you rely on? Yeah. So that's a, a really good question because just the other week, um, you know, we've had coronavirus, so we've had lockdown and I spent most of lockdown with my family. But once we finished, I moved to Auckland and moved into this place. And I was saying to my friends just the other week that I'm having integration issues into society <laughs> because everyone works a job that they don't like, you know, they don't love. It's like this nine to five grind. The mindset is quite low vibe. It's just like this, it, it's like what I remember when I used to have a job and I'm like, I live in this, what, I, what most people would believe is a fantasy land, but it actually is real because I have real results to back it up. But I live in this magical world where just like, anything is possible and everything works out and I get to make as much money as I want. I get to work on purpose as much as I want. I get to wake up at 11 a.m. <laughs> and not have to worry about being at work or being late or getting fired or something. Like I live in this fantasy world. It's a real world <laughs> for me. And then everyone else lives like in this normal nine to five ordinary world. And I'm like, this is hard to integrate into because you know, your environment is everything and who you surround yourself is like, that's important as well. And I don't want to like have the vibe <laughs> move into my happy, harmonious place. So that's been interesting, but how I've been able to maintain it and maintain my, my vibe with practices is I do a lot of what I like to call meditative visualization. So every morning I will just jump on my couch or maybe I'll stay in my bed and it's very much about energy. So I build the energy up in my body to feel safe, to feel loved, to feel taken care of, you know, like really supported. And that's how I sort of work with the energetic energy of the universe and how I feel taken care of and like everything's working out, how I live in massive overflow of abundance and wealth and it's all there. And so I build this feeling up so that I'm just like radiating and beaming all of this. Like it's high vibe energy, but it's not like I'm like, hi, like, woo. it's like really calm, really deep, really grounded. And I take that energy into my day. And so when I go out, you know, if I go out and see people, I will, they will like, if the interaction is different. They're no longer playing at their level. They're having to raise themselves to play at mine. So that's sort of how I have managed to keep the vibe <laughs> going on. I love that. I love so many things you just said there about the, um, like they rise to meet you. You yeah. are like a beacon for them. What yeah. I really love that you said was that it's not like this super, it's a high vibe, but it's like integrated. It's yeah. rounded. And I think, there's a lot, like I'm starting to see, maybe it's just the circles I run in online, but like <laughs> high vibe is almost getting a bad rap. And it's, yeah. Like, yeah, of course, because if you're like bypassing and you're just like, oh, everything's love and light and it doesn't matter about all the <laughs> shit going on because I'm high vibe. It's like, no, yeah. <laughs> high vibe is being grounded being yeah. aware of like what is, you know, in front of us, what maybe some of the shit that we need to work through is, but still having that connection to something yes. bigger, something higher, something expansive. Yes. And knowing from that place that it's like, it doesn't matter what's going on in the world. You have access to this ability to just from within yourself tap into that feeling and that vibration of being supported, being wealthy, attracting the clients or the love or the house or whatever. I could go on and on, but <laughs> that all comes from within. And I'm so passionate about this, like that high vibe isn't something that's just flaky and woo woo and out there. It's like, it's to me feels very like real and, and grounded, just like you said. So yeah. thank you for saying that. Yeah. <laughs> no problem. It's very solid. But yeah, you're right. Like I noticed so many people in the spiritual industry who talk about high vibe as, as like bypassing. And I always say to a lot of these people, when they talk about high vibe, they're being avoidant 
to what's going on. They're like, oh, this really bad, dysfunctional, funky thing happened in my life that seems to keep happening. I just need to be high vibe and then it'll go away. It's like, no, you're missing the point. (laughs) That's the lesson. (laughs) You need to go into that and you can remain high vibe as you go into that. But it's like healing is such an important part of the journey. And so when you're doing that every day, you know, when you're accessing that place of healing, of, of safety, of nurturing your own self and creating that, that high vibe, you know, dynamic within you, nothing can affect you in the outside world. You are impenetrable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're deliberate with your, your creation. You're deliberate with your energy each day. You're yeah. not like going off and projecting on everyone being like, I'm in a bad mood. So I'm going to take it out on you. It's like, okay, I'm not feeling that great today. How do I wish to move through this day? You know, so it's like taking responsibility and that's high vibe. Yeah, yeah, I fully agree. Just today, I just did an Instagram story before, um, like earlier this morning when I don't know how much time is going to pass from the time of us recording this and when it actually, people are actually listening. But this morning I was just kind of like not... I think I didn't fully tap into like taking care of my energy and I let myself be swayed by it. And it took me like a few hours of just feeling really funky before I just like it clicked because I looked for content from people that I knew were expanders for me and people that would like help to like help for it to click. But what came through is it's a choice. It's a choice. And it's funny. Like when you need to hear a certain message and your soul is like trying to speak to you, it like, comes in all these from all these different angles but everywhere I turned I kept getting the same message today that it's a choice like it's a choice to step into that higher vibe it's a choice to like be aware and then ask yeah like how do I want to feel how do I want to like work with my energy or what do I want to set in motion because it's like that small step it doesn't have to be that leap into oh my god I feel amazing but it's like taking just one, taking that intention to feel slightly better. And then that yeah. momentum it like snowballs into yeah. feeling better and better. Yeah. And like, I would say profound change comes from the micro changes that you have along the way, the little steps, the little uh, realizations, the little epiphanies, the little shifts, like it all compounds mm-hmm. to this, like suddenly one day you're like, wow, <laughs> what happened? Where did this come from? Oh, that's right. I've been, each step little by little small consistent action I know because it's so easy when we especially when we get into that comparison mode and we see people that are a few steps ahead and they're doing big things and you're like it gets frustrating to be like how come I'm not there how come I can't take a big leap and be super successful have my business already where their business is at or whatever it might be but it's like we have to look at it a bit smaller and just be like, no, like, yeah, I want to take one step there. And I know if I take one step in that direction, the next step will come, the momentum will come, it'll start to grow so that I can get to that place. Yeah, yeah, totally. I like I remember launching my signature course abundant as fuck for the first time. And I remember making it like, I was like, it has to be a huge success. I have to like hit six figures. Everyone else is doing it. All the manifestation coaches are doing it. I have to hit that. And I like put so much pressure on it to, to like be a certain way. And then a bit down the track, I, I had this realization. I'm like, this course is, it's not just a course. This is like your whole, this is your heart in technological form. It's everything in here that people can access and have availability to. This is a lifelong program. This is not something that we do the short race for. This is the long race. This is the, you know, the (laughs) forever race. You're going to launch this course over and over and over again. It's going to build on itself over and over again. You're going to build momentum each time for this course. You can relax now. It doesn't have to be this like, results straight off the bat you have the privilege of growing with this course and you need to respect it enough to give it that privilege Ooh, that is <laughs> strong energy around that like that I'm big on permission like I was gonna say giving yourself permission to yeah, like, yeah. be 
what it needs to be now so it'll grow yeah. but i love what you said you have the privilege yeah and yeah because it's, it's so much bigger than you like whatever yeah. we create it is it's like it comes from deep within us we were yeah. called to share to create whatever it might be and it's like that's no small thing it's not something that gets to just be thrown out into the world with like all this pressure and all this like all this better work because yeah. or else you know yeah. like, actually this is a sacred container that came from beyond and it kind of has a life of its own and like we kind of i think are we have a duty to like honor that yeah yeah like honor your work but honor the connection that you have yeah you know if you're just like okay i need to like make six figures from this this thing now it's like whoa wait, <laughs> now you're like trying to profit from this like beautiful thing that's just happened and you're trying to make like rush it and make it this like, like monetary gain thing when it's really just a beautiful process of you sharing what's come through that people now have the access to exchange value with you, right? Rather than, you know, like money is wonderful. I love it. It's you know, a beautiful thing. It changes lives. But when you look at it in a specific way, when you look at it like, I need this, it's going to be mine. You're going to make the money as opposed to this is something that gets to be mine and I get to nurture it and honor it. It's a very different energy, right? Mm, yeah. So which energy do you want to work with? Which energy do you think money would want to work with you? The nurturing wise. Yeah. So, you know, like you've got to make it like change as you develop like your course or your program or whatever it is you're trying to do. You've got to like move into that energy. Yeah. Mm, I can feel the difference. Just even listening to you speak, it's like, of course, of yeah. course it feels better, but it's so yeah. easy for us to go into that like super scarcity mindset of yeah. like panic and the fear and the latching on and hoping yeah. and forcing and whatever. Yeah. I love that you said that too about, there is it's such a subtle um shift maybe it's not so subtle but to go from like wanting to profit on off something of course yeah. i mean we of course deserve to be compensated for what we create and we put into the world um but shifting that focus just into like this is what i'm here to share and yeah. then the money not to say this is what i'm here to share so i should give it away for free no. but it's <laughs> what I'm here to share and then my um philosophy around like pricing and investments is that when you set your price point at whatever feels like what it's meant to be that is the level of investment that you're allowing your clients or your customers or whoever comes through your programs or courses whatever that's the value that you're allowing them to step into like you're holding that space for them to say okay say it's a $2,000 course, I am worthy and this transformation is worth $2,000. Yeah. And that's a beautiful thing. If we've got money hangups and we're like, I don't think this course is worth it. I don't think I'm worth receiving it, all that bullshit. Then <laughs> there's going to be some like stickiness around that. But just the simple fact of like that exchanging dollars for the value of the transformation is like, that it's necessary. I don't think we serve anyone. We definitely don't serve ourselves when we give our stuff away for free at such like things that are so profound that we create that want to be out in the world. We like owe it to the people who come through and to the creation itself to be like, this is something that is valuable and it's worthy uh, of this investment. Yeah, totally. And like, if it puts you in a position that you're suffering, that's not serving you. That's not aligned. That that there's there's not an even exchange with that. And like, so I just want to quickly say that there's nothing wrong with wanting money. There's nothing wrong with like wanting to charge for your courses and stuff. What I meant by profiting is that the like, of course, you're going to get paid for your services for the value that you give. But it's the way in which you do it. You have to ask yourself: Is it aligned mm -hmm. for you? You know, is it aligned for you to be like hustling, to be just grinding on it, to push and push and like be in scarcity? Is that aligned for you or is it more aligned for you to relax and trust and connect into this rather than focus on what's out here and just sink more and more into yourself and allow yourself to receive as like a feminine energy 
Like that's our natural state, which is more aligned for you. For me, it's definitely this. <laughs> I love just leaning back and receiving. That's very much my style. <laughs> Not much of a grinder anymore. <laughs> yeah, I have such an interesting relationship with that, with like when all I knew was the hustle. Yeah. Like that's yeah. what growing up or society taught me was that's how you have to operate in the world to yeah. earn money. Yeah. But it's in recent years, being in Bali was really like the beginning of this, just even opening my eyes to what feminine essence and feminine energy is all about. <laughs> and it starts to like, you know, I got curious about like, what does that mean? And I would see people running their businesses this way and just being these queens, hustling. Yeah. But they were like wealthy and loving life. And it's like, okay, there's something to this. Yeah. It's not about the pushing and the forcing. And maybe that works for some people. I mean, I believe you can get some results from yeah. that. But again, it comes back to, is that a line? Is that how you want to operate in the world and how you want to feel in your body? Yeah. It's like yeah. our natural essence is as women is to be in that feminine, to be in yes. that receptivity and just like allow it to flow. And then I think what happens then is like, okay, well, if it's not flowing, it's not about shifting into that hustle. It's about clearing whatever is in the way, preventing it from flowing, preventing yes. you from receiving. Yes, absolutely. And like, because I used to be very much the hustle, the, you know, work hard, do the tired yards and you will be successful. And that's very much a masculine vibe. That's how the masculine gets energized. They love it. They love chasing. They love striving, achieving, being goal-oriented. That's their natural state. But as I did it and as I was, I was like mostly running my business from this state for probably the first three, even four years, and I was getting results, but I was exhausted because that wasn't my natural state. Like I was just tired all the time. I was burning out all the time. And then when I started learning more about the feminine energy and what that actually is and what it, what it means to like fully embody that from a business perspective, it got so much easier, so much easier. And my business became so much simpler, <laughs> simple, where it just felt like I was leaning back sharing what I had to share, like all the downloads that I got. And then I just got paid for it. I was like, this is so easy. <laughs> this is so much easy. And it feels fun and it feels flowy and I love it. It's just wonderful. Why have I been not doing it this way the whole time? <laughs> so is this sort of what you teach then? Because you talk about all, a lot of this stuff in your business, don't you? Yeah, yeah. So I very much teach about money and about like you do have to do the healing work around it. You do have to uncover the beliefs that are holding you back because if they go uncovered, it causes a lot of damage, you know, down the track, especially when you're like my age, 30 years, and you have 30 years of like accumulated beliefs that have been under the surface the whole time. It's, it's a lot. You've got to uncover it. You've got to, you know, pull the drain out, drain it out, unplug it. <laughs> and But once you do that and you can step into like your natural state as a feminine when you can, you know, connect in with the universe, when it's a direct line, you don't have to worry about anything out there. You don't have to try. You don't have to push. You don't have to come up with any ideas. You just connect in. It just makes everything so much easier. So much easier. And that's what I love teaching, especially for women, because we tend to be more masculine in business. We tend to be more going after the goals, striving, hustling, when we don't need to. And it's hard to come off that. It really is like, cause that's what you know and that's what you know works and it gets results. But when you start to trust, when you take the leap mm. and you move into this more vulnerable, but beautiful energy of being more feminine, it changes, it creates momentum in itself because now you're working at a hundred percent power, mm. <laughs> not like, 52 at a hundred percent. And so that builds so much more momentum, even though you're actually slowing down. Oh, it is. Cause that's our power. It's like, that is, it's not something up until I, I feel recent years. I'm, I'm not sure if, because it became in my, it came into my awareness, like in my volley days, which was what 2017 now, um, what, or that's three years now. So 
I feel like for me, it's been on my radar now that I see people talking about this. And I'm like, thank God the world needs to learn this. Like the women of the world need to know that you don't need to be this masculine hustle oriented, like operating like that in your business. But I do feel like it's not just because I've been learning about this for the last three years. I feel like there is a shift and there's more people coming like into this awareness and into this knowing. And I always feel into like, hey, well, my internal compass is never wrong. So if this feels so much better, even if maybe it's taken some time to like really embody it, I know it feels better. I know it's what I want to embody more of. So it's like, I think I would want to say that too, to anyone listening. That's like, well, I don't get it. Like I don't get, or I can't fully trust in like, how do I just stop doing all this stuff? Obviously I still need to do stuff. And yeah, there's still action involved. Being in the feminine doesn't mean laying in bed and on a, bed of rose petals like sure do that and that's gonna be a part of like the work but the action still comes from a place though of like hey here's this really fun thing you could do here's something that like maybe doesn't you can't see how it's all gonna fit together but it feels good to do so you go and do it because it feels good not because you should not because you need to like do more or fix something or make it better or whatever. It's just like the action comes from a different space. Yes. And then you can go back and lay on your bed of rose petals. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And it does like, it, it doesn't mean you don't do the work. That's absolutely true. It just means that it is fun for you. It doesn't even feel like work because it's like, Oh, this feels exciting. This feels like, playful or sensual or whatever and you make your move from that and because you're in that place it's the aligned move and so you get the results the big results that you want without actually trying because it was just something that felt really good and delicious to you at the time oh I would I want to live like that forever (laughs) from now on (laughs) yeah and we can I mean like that's the amazing thing is like that it, things don't have to be done any certain way. Yeah. It feels good. I think yeah. we create our own rules. And if you live by the rule and the belief that it has to be hard, then you'll make it hard for yourself. And then you'll have that experience. But if you choose to believe that it gets to be fun, it gets to be playful, feminine, flowy, easy, you believe and trust in that fully, then that's the experience that you're going to have. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And it's really fun. Like now that I know and fully integrate into this style of working and energy, it just, it's energizing. It actually gives me energy to be this way rather than being in the hustle mode and being in the work mode. Like it was draining me, but this way it just, it feels like a never ending party. <laughs> that you That's your party that just never ends. And it, it almost feels like, you're cheating a little bit <laughs> you're having your cake and eating it too but it just it's so fun <laughs> yeah mm. so how do you work with women like if there's someone listening who's like oh my god I need to know more like where can I find Elise what what can I like what containers can I enter with her is there <laughs> you would want to direct people to the best place to come is to my website, which is houseofbrazen.com because we are brazen women. Um, and then also I have a Facebook group called the Society of Wealthy Business Women that I, I love. We have such an amazing bunch of women in there who are super chatty <laughs> and really lovely and super high vibe as well. So those are the two best places to come through. I have a lot of free things that you can opt in for and you can always check out my programs. There's a lot of them. <laughs> amazing yeah and we'll link to that in the description as well so anyone can pop over and continue to vibe with you and yeah I just like I'm so grateful to be able to shine your light and to like get more people in front of you I'm just loving your vibe and I'm loving that like you are embodying and teaching this truth and it's so needed I think in the world yes totally it is so needed and I'm so grateful for you as well I think this is such a brilliant idea for a podcast and I know it didn't start off that way but I think 
you're so right that so many people need to hear more experiences and, and see evidence that taking the leap does create the net. <laughs> it does appear and it's, it's a beautiful thing what you're doing. And I'm, I'm really happy that you're doing it. Thanks. It totally is like one of those things that came to me just in alignment. It was like, hey, here's this idea. My business coach did plant the seed, but then the idea for like the podcast and the content and the, it's all just been such evidence for me of like, not that I would necessarily call this leaping and, but the net has appeared in the sense of like, so many people were so excited to be on this podcast the idea to turn it from like, it was just going to be this little like ebook thing, or I didn't even really know. It was just very clearly, no, 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 it's going to be a podcast. Here's what you're going to call it. And it's like, oh, okay. And now I just get to like play and flow with it and create something that feels good. It wasn't like, okay, how can, <laughs> how can I create more evidence of miracles? <laughs> I need <laughs> I need to think up a brilliant idea. What could that be? And I didn't do any brainstorming. I didn't do any like, you know, trying to find the idea. I just like <laughs> had fun with it and it came. <laughs> yeah. That's a perfect example of being in flow. Cheers. Mm-hmm. Everything appears. It's so creative. It is such a co-creation with the universe. You're just playing. <laughs> mm-hmm. And it's so fun. Yes. <laughs> Oh, it wasn't so nice chatting with you, Elise. Thank you so much for being so open and so shiny and like lovely to (laughs) share your energy with the world and with everyone listening. Thank you too, Chelsea. Yeah, my pleasure. Okay, well, anyone listening, we will link to all of Elise's stuff in the show notes or the description of wherever you are watching or listening to this. And so good to have you on. Thanks again, Elise. Thanks and see you later. Okay, bye. Thanks so much for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe to the podcast. We'll be releasing a new episode each week, so I'll catch you again on the next one.